our absolute favorites over at CNN, we call them the fake news network, they didn't think it was important to carry the United States president's full speech announcing his reelection campaign for 2020. 20,000 people. I mean, look at this crowd. 20,000 people and CNN was like, why would we cover that? Is he like important or something? Didn't find it necessary. After all, they had a real important story to cover. This was far more important. She's been reluctant to jump on the impeachment train, but Professor Katie Porter says she can no longer stay silent. She's here to make the case and be tested. <laughs> That's what was running on CNN during the Trump campaign announcement. Who is she? Breaking news. A nobody from nowhere has nothing to say. <laughs> Katie, what's her name? Katie Porter? Really? She is more important than your president, CNN? Er, Kurt Earth to CNN. Your president is speaking. Where is your respect? Can you at least try to be a news network for once? This is why you guys are the 14th most watched name in news. No one likes being lied to, and I feel bad. I do. I feel bad for your viewers, both of them who watch and are like, yeah, I'm getting the truth here at CNN. Yeah, true garbage is what you're getting. <laughs> CNN sucks, CNN sucks, CNN sucks. I'm just quoting, just quoting the audience from last night's event. That's what they were chanting and CNN, they heard that and they decided, no, we're not, we're not gonna take this speech. They're offending us. You know, this is exactly how Trump wins again. It happens all over again with CNN deciding, we don't like hearing Americans' disdain for our unfair coverage. We're going to put our fingers in our ears, la 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 and continue selling the same lies we've always done and to do absolutely nothing to understand why these people think we suck so much. And that's what you saw happening. Get ready, folks. First, however, quickly want to tell you about our sponsor, who is Home Title Lock. One of the largest real estate title companies suffered a breach of nearly 900 million homeowners files. Your home's title, mortgage, bank loans, and personal info may be in the hands of identity thieves. They'll forge your home's title so it appears that you sold it, you didn't, and then they'll get loans from online lenders using your equity, and you get stuck with the payments. No identity theft program, no insurance covers you. Home Title Lock does. The first 30 days after a breach are crucial. So what they're doing is they're giving you 30 days of protection for free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com for 30 days of free title and mortgage fraud protection. HomeTitleLock.com. Home Title Lock, it puts a virtual barrier around your home's online title to keep the thieves away. There's no obligation and it is great service. So register your address now to verify you're not already a victim and get 30 days of free protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Guys, 25 million bucks Trump raised in a day. 25 million bucks. And CNN wants, they want to ignore this campaign. What do they think is going to happen? Do they not learn from their past mistakes? Because, I mean, we all, we all know what the definition of insanity is, and it looks like CNN is flat-out insane. Trump campaign rakes in stunning $25 million in a single day for re-election launch. 
Now remember, it was a big deal, I think, when Beto got like 7 million, 25 million, and CNN ignores this. Folks, we're gonna have 2016 all over again, and quite honestly, I can't wait. Now the speech itself, overall, thought it was a good speech, very well written, it had a number of memorable lines like this. Together we're breaking the most sacred rule in Washington politics. We are keeping our promises to the American people. Because my only special interest is you. Since the very first day I walked through the doors of the White House, I have never forgotten who sent me there. You did. I can promise you that I will never, ever let you down. I won't. Crowd goes wild. Like I said, very well written. Lots of generic applause lines, which is fine. That's fine. It's a, it's a campaign speech, and, and that's what they are. They're supposed to be inspirational. Here's my observation. This was a very different speech from his initial campaign speech for 2016. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Now, it's just an observation, but you can tell from the sentence structure that the, the speech from 2016, that election, was much more of an off-the-cuff speech. Notice he said, they are bringing those problems with us. He meant them, which is fi it's fine. We all know what he meant. We all do it when we speak casually, but what it does is it shows you that in that speech from 2016, he's not reading from prepared remarks, right? Because he, he's imprecise with the speech, which is, again, fine. We all do it, but there's that, whereas last night, he largely stuck to a script and it was far more polished. Again, just an observation, but what I do think is that he's going to really need to focus on keeping that same energy that he had in 2016, that positive, disruptive, zero Fs given, double down, humiliate my opponents every damn day, bull in a China, China shop energy that completely took Washington by storm, by surprise, smashed all of the expectations. He needs to do all of the things, again, that made Washington think, oh, there's no way that this guy, this Trump guy is gonna win. <laughs> what does he think he's gonna do, be the president? Uh, yeah, he needs to do all the things that made that round table, remember that round table on Bill Maher? They chortled when Coulter said he's winning. But Ann knew, you and I knew, we all knew this is a campaign the likes of which we've never seen before. And CNN, they trot along. They've got the same haughty, clueless attitude they did last time, which quite frankly, I find to be inspirational insofar as it's a signal. This very well could be a repeat of 2016, but we need to ensure that it is. And that is why I believe Trump needs to create that energy he had in 2016 and bring that same forcefulness to his policies using that determination to win despite whatever nonsense the Democrats, the rhinos, the never Trumpers, the cucks, to be quite honest, put in his way. For instance, Trump threatened to shut down the border numerous times. Remember, he threatened to shut it all down. The border is still open. It shouldn't be. And Trump, he has the authority to shut it down. He knows he has that power. He has threatened to use that power time and time again. The Immigration Naturalization Act gives him this power, 1122F. 
He has people around him. He has people around him who are afraid it would appear they are informing him it would be too drastic. It wouldn't be humanitarian. It might Trump. It might make you look like a racist and you wouldn't want that Trump. After all, after all, sir, this country, remember, don't you forget this country was founded on immigrants? Yeah, well, this country was founded on slavery, too. What are you going to do about it? Things change. Now, Trump, he also said he was going to send armed soldiers to the border. What happened to that? Are his advisors telling him, oh, do you? <laughs> Trump said he's going to send illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities. Remember that had the left all in a tizzy and the right excited? Whatever happened to that? He said he was going to end birthright citizenship. Can we get a checkup on that? Can we get a checkup in aisle birthright citizenship ending anchor babies, please? What about taxing remittances to Mexico? You want to you get Mexico to build the wall, tax the money illegals are sending back home. It would be done in 15 minutes. Their economies, in Latin American countries, those in the Northern uh, Triangle, those countries and the economies would not be able to handle that. And they not only build the wall for us, Mexico, they'd give us our choice of contractors for it. Now, Trump did, and this was great, he did get Mexico to agree to more security on the southern border, on their southern border, I should say, with Guatemala. He got them to agree to clamping down on asylum. So he's making more headway. But there are a number of things that still need to be done that I think he can do that can completely clinch this next election. And so you would think, with all of those things that he said that he could do that he hasn't yet, and he still has time, but you would think that the fraudulent spinsters at CNN, they would relish the opportunity to nab Trump on those things. I mean, they, they love attacking him, and he's giving this to them as a gift. But instead, they attack him on BS that does not matter. I mean, they, they, they dropped the speech like a hot potato just because the audience started shouting, CNN sucks. They do. They're screaming, CNN sucks, CNN sucks, CNN sucks. Trump starts to criticize the media and CNN, oh, no, 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 no. We can't let our viewers see the truth like that. And they cut away. They brought in, who, what's, his, what's that guy? The one who looks like a peanut. Well, I can't remember his name. And then after him, it was Chris Cuomo's show, Chris Cuomo. It was his show who said this about the rally. His plan is obvious, more of us versus them. And them is basically everybody not in that Florida arena. It's too rich. It's too rich. He thinks that everyone who is going to vote for Trump is in that arena. I mean, boy, is he in for a surprise if that's what he thinks. I mean, this is, this is the exact same mistake they made in 2016. They don't know you're out there. They didn't know then. They don't know now. They have zero clue that there are millions of you who are just waiting to vote for Trump. No matter how many, no matter how many times they try to shove... Katie Porter in our face, that's not going to change. I mean, Katie Porter, I don't know about you, but every morning I wake up and I ask, what does Katie Porter have to say about this? Excuse me, Professor Katie Porter. Katie Porter, she's no longer staying silent about impeachment. I couldn't care less if she's silent or running her mouth about impeachment. I don't know who Katie Porter is. The Trump supporters I know, they're not making their decisions based on what Katie Porter says. They're not making their decisions based on the fake narrative that CNN hustles. The Trump supporters I know are enthusiastic. They are not passive. 
So CNN, they better find a way to reach them if their candidates are going to have a shot. And they are their candidates, the Democrat candidates, because CNN is nothing but an extension of the Democrat party. The Trump supporters that I know, they're not like, yeah, we think Trump is great, but he, you know, he's gonna win, so we don't need to worry about it. No, the Trump supporters I know are ecstatic to put their MAGA hat on and head to the polls to vote for Trump. We've got those. It is the voters who are not yet avid Trump supporters who we need to focus on now and who need to be converted. And I believe the way to do that is for Trump to fulfill his promises on illegal immigration. The way to do that is not coming to the middle, you know, conventional wisdom in the GOP, the moderate electorate is where elections are won. No, that's not how it's gonna happen. And the way to do it is not that, the way to do it is not hispandering to Latinos. Remember, yo soy Jeb, como estas everyone? Yo soy Jeb. Yo soy una pequeña puta. ¿Te gusta mi esposa mexicana? Hmm? No. The way you win elections is by being unabashedly conservative and by being unabashedly pro-America. America first. That's what it was in 2016. That's what it needs to be now. Trump needs to do what he so artfully did when he ran on closing the border. That was his announcement, and I believe that's what got him the nomination and then subsequently the election in 2016. Immigration. People, doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, nobody wants to be killed by illegal immigrants. And sadly, this is not an issue that you can just pay lip service to because it is an issue that affects every American at home. Everyone's aware of it. So Trump can go out and say record progress is being made on the border, but the numbers show otherwise. And the numbers are real because the numbers affect people all throughout the country. Municipalities all across America are affected by this. The gangs, the communities that have been hurt by the violence, and yes, the violence and the disease. You hear that, Facebook? The disease. Tell the mothers who lost their children recently to illegal immigrants that there's record progress being made on the borders. Tell that to the families who have lost loved ones to drug overdoses. I mean, we all, we all know, it's no surprise, Congress is failing miserably, but there are tools that Trump has that he should use. So I'm not here, I have, I have trust with you, I'm not trying to sit here and unfairly bash the president. I'm, I'm not jumping aboard the mainstream media train, I'm not joining the frauds in the media and just nitpicking and finding things wrong about Trump. However, I do think it is beneficial to have, and I believe I can have with you, an honest conversation about what the president can do to make sure that 2020 is in the bag. In the bag, man, so it's not even close. It's not even a question like it was in 2016. So that's what I have to say about that. Let me know what you think in the comments. That's today's main story. And for today's Out of the House, the time has come, everyone. I have a very important announcement I've been really excited to make to you guys. And to be quite honest, it's been something that I've been struggling with for a long time. And so I am ready to come out and share it with you all. I think I'm going to change my gender. Yep. I'm going to get me a weave. I'm going to change my name to Joan Miller. All right. And then I'm going to start running track. And I'm going to start competing against women. And I'm going to be winning all of the races. I mean, that's a great Great plan. None of them will be able to compete against me. Well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean that's not fair? I'm a girl. I'm a beautiful little girl now, all right? How 
dare you infringe on my rights. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to my doctor, I'm gonna ask for some tickle bitties, and then you'll have no choice but to let me race as my chosen gender, or you're being a bigot and you are denying my existence. All right, no, that sounds crazy, right? Sounds crazy, but that's where we are in America. And it is profoundly sad just for all of those pinheads out there who don't understand it's a joke. It's a joke, all right, I'm not getting the surgery. Now, it's sad that this needs to be said, but it is not fair, can't believe I'm saying this, to let biological males compete against women in women's sports. So controversial. But unfortunately, I need to say that because in Connecticut, that's exactly what is happening, and girls are losing out on opportunities that they would otherwise have earned through fair athletic competition. They can't because of these transgenders trying to compete in their league. Selena Sewell, she competes in high school track in Connecticut, and she did not qualify for the 55-meter New England Regional Meet. Why? Because the top two spots were taken by biological boys. Now, she and several other female athletes, they recently filed a complaint with the Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights. But there's still, there's still some NPCs out there who, who are going to say, that doesn't matter, and these boys are girls, and they are being persecuted. And of course, this is fair, what's happening to these biological girls. But listen to what the attorney representing Selena and some of her teammates has to say about that. To underscore the inequity here, I want to highlight the fact one of these male athletes now holds 10 records inside the state of Connecticut that were once held by 10 individual girls and were established over the course of about a 20-year period. Now, you have to be intentionally preventing your brain from functioning to ignore how wrong this is. It is anti-science. Remember, Democrats, we're the party of science. No, you guys are not. Because if you were, you would acknowledge that there are biological differences between boys and girls, between women and men. That is science. And that's why there is a women's league. That's why there's a men's league to begin with. Because men are better athletes than women. And the girls do not stand a chance in the same league as the men. Now, these transgender girls they're, of course, of course, of course they are free to live their life the way they choose. That's, that's their right. They can choose to change their names. They can choose to wear whatever clothing they want. They can wear dresses. They can wear skirts. They can carry purses, whatever. But as with all choices, there are certain repercussions. And in their cases, that repercussion should be giving up competitive sports or at least continuing to run in the boys' meets if they wanted to. But instead, Selena and her teammates will be denied opportunities to advance in meets where they would have lots of opportunities because they would have more exposure to college coaches and scholarship opportunities. Those are all gone because of these two dudes. And that is why this is such a prime example for why progressivism is a disease. It is anti-woman. And you are not crazy to think this is wildly unfair and harmful to women and girls. I mean, dare I say this, I think Selena is brave for coming out publicly against this injustice towards women because you know the liberal mob, they're going to take her out and hang her for this, figuratively, of course. But we already see that happening. She is facing retaliation for it, but she is setting an excellent example that I think more of us should follow. She is speaking up and standing up for what she believes because it is hurting her. And progressive ideas hurt us. These progressive lemmings, they will run this country off of a cliff if we allow them to. 
And that is why it is up to us to speak out and say, hey, this is not right. And we damn well are not okay with it. Because guess what the dirty little secret is? That progressivism can only thrive when sane people are too afraid to call out its lunacy. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.